listening to the Bright Spot Hour, a gospel radio period, a home mission broadcast, if you please, obeying the great commission of our Lord to carry the gospel into the highways and hedges. And with the medium of radio, every day we go behind closed doors and into manufacturing plants, into hospitals and institutions, into shut-in rooms by the thousands. We carry the gospel where otherwise we may never be privileged to go. This is Harold Cyclist speaking and asking that you pray for the breath of God on the broadcast today. On the Hammond organ, Mrs. Garrett is playing first, Glorious Things of Thee Are Spoken. things of thee are spoken, how true that is. Men, preachers, witnesses, Sunday school teachers constantly seek to tell the story of Jesus and his love. And I suppose as long as time shall last, God's going to have those giving forth the glorious things of our wonderful Father and wonderful Savior. We come to prayer time on the Bright Spot Hour and we invite you to pray with us as we look to the Lord. We thank you, Father, that we can pray. We believe that thou art a prayer hearing and a prayer entering God. We have confidence in thee to believe that with thee there shall be nothing impossible. And we can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us. We believe that. We've accepted that. We revel in its glorious truth. And because of its truth, we have boldness to ask of thee for our needs believing that thou art greatly sufficient to supply every need that we might face, both material and spiritual. Now, Lord, we come to thee in behalf of those in my radio audience. We do appreciate every single listener, and I pray for that home where the program goes now. Regardless of where that home may be or who may live in that home, we pray for it. I pray that you'll bless it. Bless the mother, bless the dad, bless the children of the home, and I ask you, Lord, to supply every need. There may be darkness on the horizon domestically. There may be insecurity because of sin by the father or mother. Oh, God, I pray that thou wouldst work out the problems and bless the home, bless the children. Then we pray for the shut-in, the elderly. God, be with every one of my old saints who are listening today and who do every day 
tune their radios to the right but hour into the station. We appreciate their listening. And I ask you, oh God, to give me the wisdom and the power that I need to be a special blessing to every one of them. Then we pray that you'll bless the broadcast itself. Anoint thy servant in a moment as we seek to present the gospel. I pray for wisdom and power that only God can impart. And we'll bow to give you praise for all that you may do as we look to thee. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God understands a beautiful melody that Mrs. Garrett is going to play for you on the Viber Harp today. And I think you'll enjoy, I know that you'll enjoy this beautiful melody. And I'm glad also for the truth that God understands. Today we count a real joy to dedicate our Brian Spinal program to our listeners along the network stations. Today from WVRC in Spencer, West Virginia, from WOEL in Elton, Maryland, and from WGHB in Farmville, North Carolina, from WIBF in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Today, with your Bible open, please, to Revelation chapter 19, I'm going to speak to you beginning with verse number 5 as we continue in this great chapter in the prophecy of the Revelation. Now, may, may I make this announcement, and this announcement in particular, to my listeners from WZAP in Bristol, Virginia, and from WFNR in Christiansburg, Virginia. I'll be speaking again tonight at the Freedom Tabernacle Baptist Church.
uh, at Atkins, just out of Marion, North Carolina, just off Interstate 81 at Marion. That's the Freedom Tabernacle Baptist Church for the Mike Sage, the pastor, and the community is Atkins, Virginia. It's located on the church located on uh, State Highway number 688, uh, just out of uh, Marion. You exit off 81 on exit 17A, and that'll carry it out to 688, uh, the road that the church is located on. That's the Freedom Tabernacle Baptist Church in Atkins, Virginia, by the Mike Sage, the pastor, the final hour of the three-night meeting tonight at 7.30. Revelation tape number 16 is now ready to be able to interview by the radio, a speaking commentary on chapter 18, all important chapter, you believe me, as well as part of chapter number 19 on our cassette tape. The message this week, Monday through today, you'll find on this one-hour tape exactly as I bring them to you on the Branch Spot Hour program. If you'd like to have a copy of all the message part of the programs this week, you simply ask for Revelation tape number 16 and load your gift of $5, and I'll be happy to mail one to you in the return mail. And then I'm offering my commentary, 340-page book, on the, uh, on the book of the Revelation, verse by verse and line by line, in which I deal with every verse and all the 22 chapters of the Revelation uh, in a printed commentary, beautiful cloth-bound book that you can very proudly, I think, add to your home library and usefully use it in your study, your private study study of eschatology, the doctrine of things to come. Now, if you'd like to have a copy of this book on the Revelation, I have one available for you, and all you need to do to get it is to write to me and say, mail the Revelation book. And for your gift of $17, I'll be happy to mail the book to any of you by the radio. And uh, uh, then I have... I have seven others of booklets, small paperback booklets that I'm going to offer at one time. And each one of these seven are related to the second coming. Uh, we've seen the war clouds. We've uh, heard about the uh, the conflict in the Middle East. And uh, it isn't settled yet as far as I'm concerned. It's not settled yet and will not be totally settled until the King of Kings returns uh, who occupies the throne of David and who shall rule the world with a rod of iron. And I think I understand that rod of iron better now than I I've ever understood it before in my life. It's going to take someone like the Lord Jesus to conquer rebellious pagan people around the world. You believe me, but he's going to be able to do it. Now, here are eight books on the second coming. Seven, I should have said. Number one, my book on strong delusion, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter one. Uh, number two, my book on the second coming of Elijah, one of the two witnesses in Revelation 11. Number three, the end of the world, how? When we come to the end, what will it be like in the world? Number four, the parable of the pig tree, a symbol and type of the nation and land and people of Israel. Uh, number five, when will Jesus come? And I deal with seven great Bible signs pointing to the soon coming of our Lord in book number five. Number six, what will happen when Jesus comes? I point out seven things that will not happen religious things that ordinarily some people think may, then I point out seven things that will happen at the second coming of our Lord. And number seven, the sign of Noah, Matthew 24, as it was, so shall it be when I come again, says the Lord in Matthew 24 in relation to the characteristics of people in the days of Noah. Now, my friend, I'm going to mail all seven of these books to you in one package at one time. If you're right to me and simply say, send the seven book offer, put the number seven down in your letter, 
send the seven book offer. That's all you need call for. That will identify to me clearly exactly what you want. And I'll be happy to mail them to you on the very next day. We'll be glad to send them to any of you. And you may enclose your gift of $10. And uh, that'll entitle you to receive these seven books immediately. And then my book on 13 Steps to Armageddon I've been talking about. And I'm going to offer it to the end of, of March. And we're almost at the end of March now. But here is a 150-page book with 13 sermons that I brought to my people on the second coming of our Lord. For example, in the book, you'll find a sermon on the mark of the beast. You'll find another sermon on the Antichrist. You'll find also a sermon on the battle of Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38. You'll find another message on the battle of Armageddon. Now, they're not the same. They're different, and there's a different result to each one of them. And then you'll find a sermon on the millennium. You'll find another message on the woman and the man-child of Revelation 12 and on and on 13 sermons on the second coming in my book on 13 Steps to Armageddon. Now, if you'd like to have a copy of the book, you ask for the book on 13 Steps. Put the number 13 and then spell out the word steps, S-T-E-V-S. 13 Steps, and that, that's all I need to identify exactly what you want. I'll be happy to mail one to you for your gift of $5 to help us maintain the open uh, rights by our door. Now, my friend, I'm counting upon you to stand by me and labor with me. We have no other way to maintain the work except to ask the Lord and then to tell you. And when you respond, then the doors are maintained. Thank you for listening to me. God bless you. And I pray that you'll respond today. My mailing address, the Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box Number 4, and Greenville, South Carolina, 296 Zero two, USA. Now, I left the radio yesterday with verses uh, 3 and 4 in Revelation chapter 19, and again they said, Hallelujah! And a smoke rose up forever and ever, and the poor and twenty elders and the poor living creatures fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that's the third of four hallelujahs, by the way, that I find uh, in chapter 19 in the Revelation. Now, I want you to look with me in particular to verses 4 and 5. The 4 and 20 elders, we saw them first uh, back in Revelation chapter number 5. They are symbolic of all the redeemed, uh, the Old Testament saints, the New Testament saints, the church, uh, if you please, as well. And also the four beasts, uh, and uh, the Synecolium reference in your Scopiel translates the word beast, living creatures, and they're symbolic of the angels in heaven, the, the created angels, angelic creatures they are, that have never done anything but enjoy the presence of God. Uh, they are angels of God in heaven. And all the angels, along with all the redeemed in paradise, fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne. And as they did, all of them in unison said, Amen. And the word amen literally means, let it be so, let it be so. It also could mean, what do you think of that? Uh, when you say amen, you say, I agree. I want to join right in with you and give praise also. Sometimes we say that by simply saying amen. And then they said, hallelujah. Now, I think I mentioned to you yesterday that there are four hallelujahs in Revelation 19. The first one in verse 1, the second in verse 3, and the third in verse 4, and the fourth one in verse number 6. And uh, all four of these are lifted by the redeemed in heaven. And by the way, I have a book on the four hallelujahs, 
one of the most popular books I've ever tried to write in my life. And the sermon, I have people asking to sing, I preach it all along here and there. Bring the message on the four hallelujahs. Well, I do that many times, especially in camp meetings. If you like to have that message uh, in print, I have it in book number four. Simply ask for book number four. I also have it on cassette tape, and I'd be glad for you to get a copy if you last for the uh, sermon on Hallelujah, the four Hallelujahs on cassette tape, and they're $5 each, and I'd be happy to mail one to any of you. And so all angels and all redeemed creatures in heaven fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, uh, Hallelujah. I, I've always been interested in the word Amen in verse number four. I, the, the, the angels agreed to no question about that. And their multitude, innumerable company of angels we read about in the Hebrew epistle. But angels do not know the work of redemption because they've never been sinners. They've never been saved. They were created holy and godly and righteous and totally obedient to God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And they don't, they don't know the way of the flesh. Angels do not know the way of the flesh that buffets you and buffets me along the way. And when we're redeemed by the grace of God, uh, we know something about what redemption actually is that even the angels might not understand. And so at the first glimpse of heaven in verse 1, all the redeemed say, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, and honor, and power unto the Lord of our God. And then in the third verse, when they, when they, the redeemed by blood and redeemed by grace, see the smoke of the judgment of the great whore, back in chapter 17, rise up by the portals of glory. Again, they say, hallelujah. Now, during the first two hallelujahs, I would imagine the angels might have been quiet. But the third time in verse 4, uh, when they all fell down to worship God, the redeemed exclaimed, hallelujah. And though the angels did not understand fully what the redeemed understand uh, in the work of Christ upon Calvary, uh, they saw that it was good, and they saw that it was timely, and so the angels joined in and said, Amen, Amen. We've been here all the time. We've never lived upon the earth. We've been in the presence of God constantly from the beginning. Uh, God's innumerable company. And they say, Amen, which is to say, let it be so. And so they join in. And brother, when the angels say, Hallelujah, and when the redeemed say, Hallelujah, and all over heaven, north, south, east, west, everywhere, uh, the redeemed and the angelic creatures are saying amen and men. You talk about a jubilee. You talk about a camp meeting. We've never seen anything like this is going to be. All of heaven, all the saved, all the angels joining in together and saying amen, hallelujah. Now, if you'd like to have this in print, I, I repeat again, I have it in my book number four, and I'll be having to mail a copy to any of you for your gift of $2. The sermon is entitled, The Four Hallelujahs. Now look at verse number five. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great, and heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude doing exactly that. Now, in verse five, it says, I heard a voice, a voice, a voice. That's very singular, just one person. I often wonder, I do wonder now, who that person might have been uh, that encouraged the redeemed as well as the angelic creatures to praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great, all of you. Praise God, the voice encouraged that came out of the throne. 
I, I feel that that voice is the voice of the blessed Holy Spirit of God. Uh, he's the one that magnifies the Savior. And it's the Lord Jesus who said about the Holy Spirit, he shall not magnify himself. No, but he gives all the glory. And he wants you and I to give all the glory to Jesus, the lamb that paid the sin debt in his own blood upon Calvary 2,000 years ago. And so the voice of verse 5 could conceivably be the voice of the blessed Holy Spirit yet in heaven giving praise and honor and glory to the Lamb altogether worthy. The Holy Ghost seeks no honor for himself. Like the servant of Abraham who found the bride for Isaac, that servant sought no honor for himself. In fact, the Bible doesn't even mention his name in Genesis 24, and that's a very significant thing, a wonderful type of he, the blessed spirit, who came upon the day of Pentecost to indwell the bodies of born-again believers. He seeks no glory for himself. No, but instead he glorifies the Lamb. He glorifies the Christ. And so this voice could have been the voice of the Holy Spirit saying to all the redeemed and all the angels, praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And then John said, I heard as it were the voice of great multitudes. Now you take this as a figure of speech, as it were, is a cue and a key that would suggest that uh, maybe it was not literally a voice, but it sounded as if it were the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings. Now I take that to mean, these three things in verse 6, to mean that everywhere in heaven you, you turned, everywhere you listened in heaven, Everybody was exclaiming hallelujah like the voice of a great multitude speaking in unison and the voice of mighty thunderings and the voice of many waters and the waters of the seven seas are never silent. Uh, they cast up their noise and their, their, their voice and their mire every moment of every day, 24 hours a day. And in heaven, it's going to be that way. All the redeemed, the worshiping God, and in verse number six, saying again, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Now, what a day that's going to be when all the saints of God get to heaven, and four times in chapter 19, all of them join in together in saying, hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, and power, to the Lord our God. Hallelujah, because the smoke of her torment now rises up forever and ever. And then again, amen, hallelujah, because, because at this point, even the angels join in to give great praise unto our Savior. Praise ye our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And then the fourth hallelujah in verse 6, they all say together like the voice of, of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent, Reigneth. What a scene, what a moment indeed that's going to be. Now the Lord willing, come in Monday, when I come back, I'm going to pick it up again with verse number 7 in Revelation chapter 19, having to do with the marriage of the Lamb. And I want you to be right there for the message at that time. The Saturday's program with Evangelist Billy Carper along with myself tomorrow on this station. Thank you and uh, goodbye. Thank you so much to my late grandfather for the wonderful message brought today. The broadcast you just enjoyed was originally aired March the 29th of 1991.
Let me encourage you to write to the Bright Spot Hour at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, yahoo.com. May the Lord's richest blessing be upon each of you until our broadcast on tomorrow.